hello. Happy New Year. My name is Demetria Gilkey, and I am your host with a fabulous, amazing, ambitious, and talented woman. Her name is Dima Alsafar Patterson. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you so much for agreeing. We know how busy and successful you are, so we are just so honored and thankful that you have agreed with your busy schedule to talk with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. So let's just jump right on in. Dima, tell us about yourself. Where are you originally from? And just take us on your educational journey, if you will. Absolutely. So I am originally from Baghdad. I was born in Baghdad in Iraq. Uh, That's where both of my parents are from. Um, But I didn't live there much. When I was three years old, my parents moved to Yemen for work and I ended up being there for like 10 years. Uh, We moved back to Baghdad in um, 2003. uh, So right in the middle of the war. Um, So I only got to see it for like three more years. And then after that, in 2006, we moved to Jordan. 2009, moved to the US at 17. And like, imagine starting high school in a brand new country, you don't know anyone. And (laughs) so that was pretty much my journey coming to the US. Um, So yeah, so I grew up pretty much all over uh, the the Middle East and grew up in war zones. So, uh, and I think that really was, you know, part of the reason why I even got into journalism uh, because uh, when we were in Yemen, I remember my parents would religiously watch the news right when the war started in Iraq and we were, you know, far away from family. My parents were just religiously watching um, the news all the time, trying to, you know, stay up to date with all the information, all the things or the, uh, bombings, whatever is happening in Baghdad, just so they can uh, make sure that their family is still okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I think because I was there and I was still, you know, probably in elementary school still at the time, um, seeing all that um, made me really love news because I just saw how important it was um, for even my family just to keep track of their own family and make sure that they're okay. So I think that's like why I even got into into news it was a big part of it Woo! that's a big <laughs> why but it's it's amazing and powerful thank you for sharing that so let's back up for a second so you moved to the U.S. when you were 17 years old yes. so as far as learning the language here tell me about that was that difficult or did you learn it pretty quickly um, you know, I always joke about it because people ask me that question all the time. But my parents actually, when I was in elementary school, when I was in Yemen, they put me in a private school where they teach everything in English. So that mm-hmm. really helped me. And I also like when I grew up, I, I'm a big Backstreet Boys girl. I love oh. the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and yeah, so I always tell people I grew up listening to Backstreet Boys, grew up watching Full House. So I like had all that. So really like coming here, it wasn't really a shock to me. Like, even when I was young, I don't know, I think maybe in my past life, I was an American because when I was young, I remember one time we went to visit Baghdad. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when we were living in Yemen at the time. We went to visit Baghdad and then I was young and my uncle was like, like we're leaving back to Yemen. And my uncle was like, where are you going? And I'll be like, I'm going to America. Like since I was a kid, I was like, any time I'm going somewhere, I just say America. Like that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel 
Yeah, it wasn't really a shock to me, I guess. I think um, it was more of maybe a cultural shock because, you know, things are different here. Like the family structure is different. Even how you make friends is different. So I felt, or maybe it's not even that different. Maybe I just felt that way because I was new and I felt like I have to try to make friends and, you know, was worried about like, if I don't want to act weird and, you know, push people away. So I was very like self-conscious about that, uh, especially in the beginning. Right when I moved here, especially like as a teenager, like a 17, it's horrible time. <laughs> so where do you live right now? I live in Sacramento, California. Uh, I moved here about two and a half years ago, I would say. It hasn't been that long. Yeah, what what took you there? Why? How did you get there? Um, my parents, when I was in college, I just had like one year left in college. My parents moved here from South Dakota because they were like, we cannot deal with this winter anymore. We are, and plus we have so many friends and family that live in Sacramento. So we were very like isolated. We felt when we were in, in South Dakota. Uh, so my parents were like, we are leaving. <laughs> we don't want to do this anymore. And at the time I only had one year left. So I was like, you know what? Let me just finish this one year and then I'll follow you guys. Um, so after parents left, I met my now husband. Uh, we mm -hmm. met. We got engaged, we got married, so I kind of got stuck in South Dakota for longer than I wanted. <laughs> and then eventually after we got married, um, his work transferred him to North Dakota. Uh, so when I went there, like we had to move there, uh, I told him I was like, I got a job where I got a two-year contract. And I was like, after this two-year, like we have to do something, like we either go back to South Dakota where his family's from, or we go and to go to Sacramento because that's where my family's from because like we wanted to be close to family and I remember yeah. like I never want to go back to South Dakota I was like well Sacramento it is so we started yeah. and applying for jobs and whatnot and here we are where did you go to college I, mean, I know the answer but can you share with our listeners absolutely I actually when I first went to college I went to um South Dakota University University of South Dakota and then I switched and uh, um, actually started school in nursing when I first started going to college. I've always wanted to be a journalist, but to be honest with you, it's almost like having a dream of being like a singer or an actor where like, oh, it's a dream. It's never going to happen. So why even, you know, try? But like, this is real life. I need a career where like I make decent money. So I was like, I, I went into nursing because that's where what everyone was doing. All the people around me, all my friends, everyone was going into nursing, you know, security. Mm -hmm. Up, pays well you can get a job anywhere so I felt it's the right decision and in nursing program after like two years of nursing program and I'm just I was like this is just not for me I started working at a hospice house and it's such a that job requires a lot of uh, mental and physical strength and I felt like I got to a point where I'm like this job is awesome for someone else like I know that I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna do my best job doing this kind of work um so I was like you know what I'm going to do what I think is uh, like the best for me. And I was like, I'm just going to go into journalism and we'll see what happens. And I honestly, I was a little scared because when I was reading about journalism, I was seeing all these like negative things where um, a lot of journalists are getting laid off. Um, it doesn't pay well at all. It's so hard to find a job. So I got, I got scared in the beginning, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And whatever happens, happens. And I love the program at South Dakota um, at South Dakota State University because the program uh, is mass communication. So it's all encompassing. There is so much you can do with that degree. So I was like, you know what? If journalism doesn't work out, got other options. So let's do it. So just 
jumped in it. And to be honest with you, like I still till now, so thankful that I made that decision years ago to just go with my heart and, you know, and wish for the best pretty much. Yeah. How powerful is that? You know, I, I completely understand with you when you say, you know, you start off in one area nursing and then you pivoted to something you really wanted to do, but then you also had read and seen that it was kind of um, a risky career. It was unpredictable, uncertain. You didn't know if you were going to make good money, like people were getting laid off. I remember I always was a performer and I always wanted to be on TV with and, and talk and all these things. Um, so I say that to say, I remember I was also in multiple careers. I'm also a hairstylist too on the side, but that's, I wanted to get into news and radio and that's why I found this program at SDSU. But I saw that to say, I remember I was working for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I was in management and I picked up this um, guy and he was sitting in the back seat and I looked at him. I said, hey, I know you. I said, you're on the news. He said, yes, it's me. But at first I didn't quite recognize him because he looked so tired. He didn't look like what he looks like on TV. And I said, hey, you know, you're such and such. And oh my gosh, I've always wanted to do that. And he was completely like, don't do it. Like telling me all of, you know, it's not, they don't pay and this and that and just all the negatives. And it kind of discouraged me. And so for years, I didn't pursue it until I've had a baby, I'm married and things. And I want to show my daughter that no matter what your age is, that your dreams are possible. And no matter what external circumstances or people say that that doesn't have to be your reality. So I love um, meeting women and people like you that despite what other people say, you still go for it and you make it happen and you're successful. So kudos to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, exactly. Like nothing is impossible to be honest with you. Like there are just, we always think that something is out of our league, but if we can, if we just even try to get it, it's, you get surprised by the fact that like, oh my gosh, it happened. Even though like I thought it was out of my league, but here I am. So yeah, I think it's, it's better to always try than to like not try and just assume you're not going to get it. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love that. So tell us about your current role. Tell us what it is and what it is you do. Um, so I am a senior journalist at Arabia News. It is a, a company that's from Saudi Arabia originally, and it's majority owned by the Saudi Arabian government. Um, it is pretty much the competitor of Al Jazeera. Uh, it is located in Dubai. Um, I actually, it's a funny story how it all happened because I, I, I did not like apply for the job they came to me um i had a i was working at abc 10 in sacramento i had a coworker who wanted to do an interview about people in sacramento leaving the state and she didn't know anyone from sacramento because she was not from the area so i was like hey i have a friend who lives in texas who um who was from sacramento you know born and raised in sacramento and moved to texas so she did an interview with her and uh, then that interview got posted on social media. Her friend, who is now my manager, saw the interview and was like, hey, we're looking for uh, people who have, you know, the experience, the education, and um, can speak Arabic and English, which I do, um, for, for, yeah, for a senior journalist role in their company. And to be honest, at the time when I saw this, I was like, because uh, she told me about it and they sent me like an application to apply for it. But I was like, why would they pick me? 
you know, this is kind of goes back to what I told you, like something that we think is out of our league is not usually the case. Honestly, that was my, like, I was like, why would they pick me? Like, what makes me special than all these other people who have, like, better degrees, better experiences? But I was like, you know, like, the worst that can happen, like, what is the worst that can happen? Them saying no, never getting a call back. I was like, I'll apply, I'll apply. And then soon enough, like, it really didn't take that long. And all of a sudden, I get a call. And uh, I didn't even get to say bye to my friends at ABC10 because I was going on a trip. And, like, right after I came back from a trip, within two days, I had to fly to Dubai and go for training where I stayed there for a whole month for training. So it was insane. Like even my friends at ABC 10 are like, where are you? Like you went on a vacation and just never came back. <laughs> it just happened so quickly. They're, they're like, let's fly you right now to get training. Um, so it was just so insane, but like, I never thought this was gonna happen. It was always been, you know, something that family members have pushed me to do to go into Al Arabiya news because it's very, um, very well known, you know, very famous in, in the Middle East region. Uh, but I always was like, oh, nah, like I'm not gonna do it. Like, I don't think I'll be good at it, you know, but it's so crazy how things happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so right now what I do is uh, mostly on their website, They're, they have an English website which is thankfully um that's very helpful because my arabic is not the best really especially when it comes to like writing articles and stuff like that um so i write all in english um the only time i would use my language is um when let's say the saudi government releases some information that's in arabic i usually take that you know translate it in english and then write an article um so it comes in handy sometimes but n not necessary i guess uh, most of the time so yeah we cover world news uh but mostly an emphasis on the middle east especially um, um so yeah yeah it's been awesome oh um, uh, go ahead um and do sometimes i do interviews with some people too uh, i feel like this is um it's kind of harder uh i think here like being in the U.S., I feel like it's easier to do that to do that in the Middle East because there's like more, you know, officials that live there, obviously. Um, but yeah, so I'm working on that now just to kind of get stories that are local and make it more mm -hmm. a international story. Oh, that's amazing. I was going to ask you, so do you do um, any, and it sounds like you do some on-camera work? Not necessarily on camera, I would say, because because I'm in the U.S. right now, I guess, the and I just started this job about like six months ago, so it really hasn't been that long. Yeah, it's brand new. Uh, so the first interview that I did was with this girl who is the youngest environmental activist. She is 13 years old. She's from the UAE, from the Emirates. Um, and that was my first, you know, original story that I put together. Um, so we usually do Zoom interviews because obviously she lives all the way in the Emirates. Um, the only thing mm -hmm. that, Kind of sucks is the time difference because they're about 12 hours ahead of us so when it's like 1 a.m their time is 1 p.m my time so like finding that time where i can mm. meet interviews has been you know such a hassle but making it work so when you were at sdsu um were there any classes or professors either or that positively impacted you or that you felt helped prepare you for your current role or any roles in the past to be honest, I feel like every professor I had had an impact and every class that I had, I learned something, at least one thing that has helped me in my career. Um, so I can't really, um, I would say um, that conducting professional uh, research, I like that class a lot because I really do believe in research, especially when I was in, um, in broadcast, I was really big on understanding who the audience is so I can um, curate a newscast that's perfect for them. Um, so that was 
a big thing for me. So I really enjoyed that one. I also liked media law. Uh, I guess I think law was like my second choice, you know, if I didn't get into media. <laughs> it's so interesting. And so there's just so many crazy things. And you learn so many things about like, like all the things that we do in life. And then thinking about the law that mm -hmm. happened and what caused that law to happen because, you know, mm -hmm. some some incident that took place so i really enjoyed those classes but yeah i would say really everyone that i have met even um students at SESU, have taught me something so how do you prepare mentally and or physically for your day in this type of role it can be really exhausting especially recently with the israel hamas war and just the footage that you get to see and it's just like honestly in the beginning i was really spiraling but um kind of mm -hmm. you get used to it almost to synthesize to synthesize to it uh which kind of sucks but um i mean it is what it is sometimes uh you know we get upset about things but we cannot change it so um you just have to do your job um so what i do usually in the morning i wake up when when i'm having breakfast i usually just scroll through my phone in the news and mm -hmm what's going on because usually like big major news that's you know is going to pop up right away it's going to be on your phone first thing in the morning so usually just go and see if there's any major news going on um and then you know that's right before i start work that way just i know what to expect when i start my shift usually i go through the emails go through like teams is where we post every stories that we um that we are working on so i usually go through teams and see what the team is working on um just kind of get ready for the day and uh, recently also started to read more about uh, the politics and the history of the Middle East because I thought I knew all of it but I didn't <laughs> now I'm like <laughs> discovering all these new things and like things that has happened decades ago and I didn't know about and so many crazy stories so I started to really read more about it just so you know next time um, a topic that comes through I can actually like know actually the background of it so, um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I usually do it Awesome. That's good. And I, I think you, um, I like that you shared at the very beginning, you know, how it can be just take you on an emotional toll, you know, when you are reporting and writing on, you know, things like what you mentioned earlier. I actually did a report when I first started this program on um, journalists and if there's a connection between depression, mental health and things when you are constantly reporting um, negative or or sad or, you know, catastrophic events. Um, so it was surprisingly the information that I found out and they mentioned one thing to help manage um, your mental health and things when you are in a position that you constantly have to report is to, of course, seek um, a counselor or a therapist so that you can get it out, but also just um, be mindful of just constantly be mindful of self-care, um, taking care of yourself um, constantly on the phone, looking at those things and then working all day. Like it said, you've got to have a balance and, you know, do things that you enjoy that make you happy and try not to stay 24 seven engulfed in those things. But I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. No, because um, I had a lot of coworkers, especially like the ones who just started news and they're like, I go home and watch news all the day. But I'm like, just give it, you know, a year. Maybe you're not going to do that for long because it is exhausting. I was like, if you work in news, you don't like you don't have to go home and think that all you have to do is watch news to get like ready for the day. It's just, um, I guess, not needed.
So unless something's crazy happening in the world and you really want to stay up to date with it. But yeah, just like you said, just take care of yourself. And it's really important to, um, if you need help, find a counselor or find some help. Yeah. Yes, very good. So let's switch gears a little bit um, back to you personally. So where do you see yourself in five years? And it can be personally or professionally or both. Um, to be honest, I never really made, I used to make plans that far, but like they always would like fall apart. So I, I just like stopped making plans for the future. Usually just kind of like go with the flow because um, every time I make a plan, it just like doesn't happen. So I was like, you know what? But um, one thing that I do want to do is to start teaching using, you know, the masters that I got and start, you know, using that to teach the next generation of journalists. Um, I feel like I do have a lot to give and a lot of information journalists. So that is one thing that I want to do, hopefully in the next five years, hopefully earlier than, you know, five years, but <laughs> maybe in the next year or so. Uh, so that's one thing I want to do. Um, professionally, I mean, other than, you know, teaching uh, with my career, I'm really not sure. Um, I do miss producing a lot. I gotta say, I love producing the news, um, but I don't know if I'll ever go back to that. I have no idea. So I guess we'll see. I'm not really sure. The only the only plan I have is to eventually teach part time, and I figured if I like that, then I will go back to school uh, to hopefully become a professor eventually. So. Oh, that's amazing. I have aspirations to to teach too. So that's awesome. Okay. And so you sound super busy. So tell us, is there anything you like to do in your free time? I have about like a million hobby that I do in my free time, especially now that I'm like out of school. Honestly, ever since I've, I got done with school and having like no assignments, it's been so weird because I have all this free time that I don't know what to do with it. And I don't have kids. So just me and my husband. So I'm like, I have, I need to find something. <laughs> so I have like a million. I make soaps. I just recently learned how to do that. And I actually started to sell them too. So like it turned kind of into like a small business. Um, I also paint. So I love abstract painting. I started to do more of those kind of get ideas from like Pinterest and try to copy it. Um, I also started making like balloons, like balloon arches and whatnot for parties. So I started mm -hmm. doing uh, like I, the last one I've done is the Christmas party for uh, ABC 10. So they had a Christmas party. So I did the balloon arch for them. So yeah, so I have a lot of hobbies. They keep me busy. And yep, that's what I do in my free time. This sounds super fun. That's awesome. So you're yeah. definitely practicing self-care and making oh, yourself happy too. <laughs> Do a little too much self-care. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing. Right. What advice would you give to students who are getting ready to graduate or future communications professionals who are entering the news and journalism industry or radio too? Okay. Oof, I have a lot. Okay. I think the first thing is be adaptable because I have seen a lot of um, young journalists entering the um entering the industry and just refusing to be adaptable. And they just want to stick to what they know and stick to what they're comfortable with. But then when there's changes happening, you have to adapt to it. You have to just go with the flow. You cannot be stuck where you are because you really will fall eventually. You'll fall back and never catch up. So I think the best thing is to be adaptable. Um, the second thing is do not expect to make tons of money in your first market. I remember my first job, I, I made like less than 20,000. 
it was part time, but still, it was <laughs> it was very low uh, income. Um, so in my first market, I didn't make that much. But honestly, in every single market I worked in, I learned something new. Um, so in North Dakota, I learned so much about reporting on weather. So that really helped me when I moved here to to California, where weather is not really a huge deal, but like they do have some crazy weather every now and then. Um, that really came in handy when we were reporting on weather and the people that I worked with um, weren't very like, um, I guess, don't have that much knowledge on reporting on weather because they don't have to deal with it that often. So like really a lot of things there. When I came here, I learned a lot about crime reporting, how to report crime, how, how to say things because there's a lot of crimes happening here. So every market is going to teach you something. Um, so just if, if you feel stuck, just stick it out until the contract is over and then move. Um, I guess the third thing is, um, just like I said that earlier, is do not think that you are not good enough for a job or um, you're scared that, oh, if I apply to this job, I'm not going to get in because the market is too high or... Uh, I don't have the experience or I don't have, you know, whatever is needed to do this job, just apply for it. I remember when um, my parents were bugging me about moving to Sacramento and um, my mom was like, just apply for a job. And I was like, I literally just graduated with a bachelor's at the time. And I was like, no one is market number 20 here. I was like, no one is going to hire like somebody who just graduated out of college into market number 20. Like that doesn't happen. She's like, just apply. So honestly, I applied just to stop them from nagging. I was like, you know what? I'll apply. I applied to CBS uh, 13 here in Sacramento. And to my surprise, I got the job. And I was what? like, what? what? And honestly, <laughs> Ever since that happened, I was like, nothing is out of our league if we just apply. Because the worst thing that can happen is you don't get a call back. So just do it, you know, just apply. And I've had a lot of places that I have applied to in the past who have never even given me a call back, who are now reaching out. and like, hey, we have an opening. You applied like three years ago for the job. So I actually still have people contacting me from like applications I submitted like years ago. Mm. So apply, even if you think you are not good enough, I guess, because that's not the case. And um, another thing too, I worked with um, someone who really was keen on getting into entertainment journalism. And um, and I think he was scared that he wasn't gonna, you know, do it. And, and eventually like started working in news, but hated it so much that he quit. So that also goes back to that, just apply for it. Mm-hmm. If you just apply, even if it's entertainment news, you wanna work in Hollywood, just put in your application, you never know. This podcast is the property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music.